0: Hey, I'm Jim Richardson. You are in Impact Cyber Church. I want to welcome you. To this man, alive, can you believe it's 2019? You know, I, I'm just thinking back, and, and I don't want to get real political here, but I'm just thinking about back about when I was a kid. You know, growing up, uh, uh, they they said that we would never uh, would never reach. I forgot what year it was. This was back in the 50s. Because we we're going to have we were going to have nuclear war, man, that, that that scared everybody to death and then and then then they said that, that there was going to be another ice age and then you know you, you keep going down to all of these things that say the world's going to end, and then of course you know We were told not that many years ago that by the year 2000, because of global warming, that that, man, California would be gone. All the ice caps would be melted. Well, let me tell you something. And by the way, that's not a political thing because, you know, there is such a thing as global warming. But if you look back through uh, all of history, you realize that this happens periodically. And there have been many periods in civilization where not only did they have extremely hot weather, but in fact civilization thrived and sometimes even had great breakthroughs when they went through those things. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a denier. I'm just a, I'm, uh, I'm a denier when it comes to using this stuff to scare people. But my point is this, if you've read the Bible, you know how this is going to end and you don't have to be afraid of all that stuff. If you read the Bible and believe it, You know how to function no matter what's going on in the world. But here's some even greater news. Because we're created in the likeness and the image of God, one of the things I know about mankind is this when when things get difficult, people who know who they are in Jesus, people who believe in the fact that they're creating the likeness and the image of God, people that understand the power of free will and the power of making choices, those people do not succumb to the naysayers. They do not succumb to, to what's happening uh, uh, in, in the business world or anywhere. They get innovated and they create and they, they, they come up with inventions. They come up with ideas that cause people to prosper even in incredibly difficult times. And by the way, when I say prosper, I'm not just talking about financially. I am talking about prospering in, a, in every single way imaginable. You know, everybody, everybody makes New Year's resolutions every year. And I don't remember the stats on this. I usually quote these every year in January. But it's only a matter of a couple of weeks So almost everyone who makes resolutions has already broken them. And, and I'll tell you something. When you make a decision of any kind, when you make a resolution and you don't see it through, mentally, you may just kind of blow that off as, oh, a big deal, didn't make it, no big thing. But i gonna tell you something. Every time you fail to follow through on a decision, something happens inside you and you begin to lose confidence in your ability to see things through to the end. This is why I tell people all the time. It's like, man, don't commit to anything that you're not gonna that you're not gonna see through to the end. You know, most of you know I use a I, I use my my prayer organizer and somebody when I commit to praying for something, and see people contact me all the time. Will, will you pray for my son? Da, da, da. Well, you know what? I, I'll usually say a prayer when I get that email or get that message. But uh I don't commit to to consistently praying for anything until I know that I'm willing to see it through to the end. And you know what I always did in my prayer organizer, I'd write down something that I'm starting to pray about. I'd put the date in there that I start and when, and, I and, and you know, I, I, I'm not saying I legalistically do this. I just do this as my heart guides me, as the Spirit of the Lord guides me. When that person comes to my mind, I speak life and blessing or healing, whatever the situation is over. Them. And when that comes to pass, when that thing manifests, I write the date and I circle it in red. And I'll tell you something. Anytime I ever get discouraged, I flip open the pages of my prayer organizer and just flip page after page after page, after page of red circles. And you know what that does for me? That reminds me that no matter how much I'm challenged today, that this, if I'm committed to see something through to the end, that it's it's going to come to pass. You know, today we're going to to be talking about resolutions that work. And that's the thing. I don't want you to make another resolution that doesn't work and it diminishes... Your confidence in yourself, your confidence in your capacity and ability to see things through all, all the way to the end. You know, I, I did this, uh, and I, I do these kind of tests with, with congregations from time to time. And, and so that one year, I don't really remember how many different places I preached that year, but I asked, you know, several thousand people, because each place I'd go to preach, I'd ask this question. And I just wanted to see what people's general response was. And the question was this. And you you might think about this. The last time you were faced with a challenge and you needed to see God move in that situation, was your struggle of faith based on the fact that you didn't have confidence in God? Or was your struggle of faith that you didn't have confidence in you? seeing it through to the end. I want to tell you something. Every congregation, every meeting that I ask that question, I'm telling you more, more than 90% raised their hand and said, I really didn't have confidence in me. And see, that comes when you start and quit. A so lot of people say, well, I started and failed. no. You start it and quit. See, we define failing as I went as far as I could go and I couldn't get it to work, so I failed. No, failing uh, is when it's not working. You get discouraged. You fall. You know, you you hit the dirt a few times. But but you really haven't failed until you make the choice to give up. And this is this is crucially important. You know. Um, I think things through in very simple, conceptual ways. Now, you know, there's a lot of technicalities. You guys know this. I bring out a lot of technical things and, a, you know, a broad array of scriptural concepts. Uh, but I always reduce these down to incredibly simple uh, 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 pictures, concepts, ideas, because at the end of the day, That's what you got to get. It doesn't matter how much information you have. Do you digest this down into a single congruent thought that is harmonious with the Word of God and that you can see yourself living and see see yourself enjoying? And so, so, you know, I always want to bring people back to that place, bring people back to that place of having confidence that they will see things through the end. So because I think things through in very simplistic ways, God generally shows me things in very simplistic ways. And, you know, I can, re- I can, I can remember when this happened, and, and I was meditating on the Scripture, where, where, and the King James says, Seek, and you shall find, knock, and the door shall be opened. And um, in the Greek, that says, Seek, and keep on seeking. And you'll find, knock and keep on knocking, the door will be open. Now, negative thinkers and legalistic thinkers have turned that into, see, you've got to keep knocking to get God to open the door. No, God is not the one that opens the door to your heart, which is where faith takes place. You're the one that opens the door to your heart. And the concept here is that you've got to seek until you find. And the person that seeks and keeps on seeking always finds. The person that's trying to go through a, a doorway and a doorway represents a portal into a different realm, a different quality of life, a different status of living. That, that, that person's got to be a person that, that, that's, that's not going to get easily turned away just because the door doesn't open. They knock until, they, until the door opens to them. And so something the Lord put in my heart, and I've, I have lived by this, I'm telling you for, you know, because it was probably 40 years ago when the Lord spoke this to my heart. And it's just real simple. He said this, if you will seek, if you will always seek until you find, you will always find what you seek. Now, you might want to write that down and let that sink in. If you will always seek until you find, you will always find what you seek. You know what? I'm telling you that was gold, man, that was a nugget that changed everything about how I approached decision making, everything that I it changed everything about how I approached finding what I needed in life and experiencing what I needed from the promises of God. Do I go into a situation? Now this is incredibly important. We're, we're talking about resolutions at work and I'm gonna, I mean I'm going to take you through a bunch of practical stuff this month, but we've got to get some foundational stuff here when you decide something when you decide you're going to pursue something what's the re- one wh- what decision what is the quality of that decision what have you actually decided have you just decided that uh uh i'm going to i'm going to seek this until it gets hard i'm going to seek this and see where it goes uh I'm going to seek this, and uh, if it doesn't work out, I'll do something else. Or are you saying, no, this is a promise of God. This is based on a promise of God. This is based on something Jesus died to give me. Therefore, it is already legally mine, and I will make this journey until this manifests. And that's it. There's no, there's no turning back. I don't remember what Roman emperor it was. I, I wrote this in an article years ago. And the, 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 the Roman army went to a particular island, and these people that they were going to fight against were fierce. And, and um, really, the, 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 the island they went to, their enemies had the advantage. The enemies had them outnumbered. And so the the general of the army, and this has happened with more than just the Romans, by the way. This has happened with a couple of different, uh, couple of different great battles. But the general of the Romans, when they they landed, of course, the, he, he feared that his people uh, would be overwhelmed by being outnumbered and be overwhelmed by the strength of the opposing army. So when they landed on the shores he burned all the ships so they had no way of escape. In other words, I am committed to this, and if we all die here, we'll die here, but we will not turn and run. So I'm cutting off every route of of evacuation. You know, this is a biblical principle. You know, in in the book of Hebrews, it talks about all of these people in the roll call of faith, these people who who had great conquest and did great things. And And it talks about Abraham and And and, and these people who were seeking a city uh, that wasn't built with hands, in other words, they were seeking the kingdom of God is what they were really seeking in in, in our terminology today. And it says something really interesting in, in the book of Hebrews. It says, it says, if they had given thought to where they had come from, they would have no doubt found an opportunity to return. The person who says, I made a decision to do this, but the real truth is, no, it's not a do or die decision. It's not a decision that says, I will see this through all the way to the end. Uh, it, unless that's the decision, you haven't burnt your ships. You haven't eliminated your way of escape. It means that you're, you might be trying to move forward, but you're always keeping a, a, an eye on, on where you are, where you came from, so that you can retreat if it gets too hard, if it gets too threatening. And here's the thing, if you have an opt out, if you have an option of quitting, when it gets hard, you will quit. There is absolutely no, no question about it. And that's a, that's a scriptural principle. That's the wisdom of the scripture. And that is, take your eyes off of what lies behind you. Put your eyes on the prize that's out here in front of you. and And, Learn how, and this is part of what I'm going to teach you, learn how to pursue that without stress. Learn how to pursue that without obsession. Learn how to pursue that without creating more of a feeling of lack and, and always being aware that you don't have it. This is how you make resolutions that work. And that is that is absolutely where I'm going to take you to. Let me, let me take just a minute and mention something to you. You know, God has called every church, every ministry, every minister to make disciples to the Lord Jesus Christ. Nowhere does the Bible teach us to win converts. It teaches us to make disciples. And so any place we win converts, we should have a process in place for discipling. But the real truth in real life, you make converts by discipling people first. by by starting to show people how the wisdom of God works, show people how this benefits their life, show people the quality it brings to their life. But see, we don't do this, like we we isolate people from how incredibly effective the Word of God is at managing your life. And so like we hide that behind the veil and we, we wanna inspire them to come to Jesus. Well, I'll tell you what, when people see how amazingly, effective and practical it is to walk in, in with God, they're, they're, they're going to want it. They'll become a convert because the idea of being discipled to an incredible way of life is effective to them. You know, uh, I, I didn't come up with this number. I'm not trying to tout this number. One of my staff member, members years ago came up with this number. In the years that we had a local congregation uh, in Huntsville, Alabama, we had approximately 10,000 first-time commitments to the Lord Jesus, and never one time did I ever preach a salvation message. I taught people how to apply the Word of God to their life. So, Impact Ministries has always been about raising up disciples. Well, I going to give you an incredible opportunity. Based on that, I have started an online mentoring program called Ultimate Impact. We call it Ultimate Because this is the ultimate goal that God has for all ministers. Make disciples unto the Lord Jesus. And Impact, the whole name Impact Ministries came from, make an indelible uh, impact on people's lives. Something that changes them forever. If you're interested in in learning how you can participate in this, and uh, just in a couple of weeks, we're going to be launching the mentoring program for... Uh, How to Stop the Pain. You know, if you watch this broadcast, we went through how to stop the pain uh, at the end of last year. And now I want to take you through it in a way that I teach you how to put it in practice, how to break the pain of the past, give you exercises. And what we do is two times a week, we have an online private Facebook group where people who are going through this mentoring program come together, we share, we encourage each other, we build people up and we have a live video broadcast two times a week where we do questions and answers but where I teach you every week the practical applications. If you're interested and taking your life to a whole new level. If you're interested in learning how to put everything about how to stop the pain into practice and you're ready to end the pain of the past, then go to Impact Ministries. And if you look at the right hand side of our homepage, you can click on an icon there that will take you to Ultimate Impact and i will tell you all about it. And I hope you'll come and join us because I hope it is your commitment and your desire to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, back to where we're going. now. I'm going, to, I'm going to start today sharing some of the absolute essential principles that you need to believe in. They're all in the Bible. There's nothing hidden. There's no big secret agenda. If you want to create the power to make decisions. Now keep in mind, making a resolution is a form of Repentance. You know, people have made repentance sound like it's something horrible. It's legalistic. It's negative. No, it's not. It is for negative people. It is for religious people. It's negative for legalistic people. But I'm telling you, people who believe in the promises of God, uh, there's absolutely nothing negative about repentance. Because repentance is simply changing your mind. And people of faith, when they repent... Their focus is not on what I'm doing wrong. Their focus is not on my wrong believing and my wrong th- thoughts. Their focus is on, oh, here's the truth. Here's what will help me. It's sort of like standing in a dark room and you can't find your way out, and suddenly you see a light over here and you go, oh, There's the light. I'm going to go over to the light so I can see what's going on. You don't dwell on the fact that you're standing in darkness. You dwell on the fact that you're going to the light. You're going to the truth. And so anytime you change your mind or the truth is anytime you make a decision or anytime you learn something that changes the way you think, it is a form of repentance so if we're going to move, if we're going to go into repentance, if we're going to make a resolution, then that resolution has to have an object. It has to have a goal. You know, my resolutions, my repentances have never, I admit what I want to quit. I own the fact that I don't like this, how this is in my life, but that's not, that's not the focal point of my repentance. The focal point of my repentance is I'm putting this off so that I can put this on. In other words, if, if if you know, if I can remember having to deal with negativity, and and, and you know, I, got, I realized that I was more negative than I thought. I wasn't. I didn't seem negative to a lot of people, but I realized negativity was driving a lot of what I was doing. And so, like, I want to put off negativity, but that's not important. What's important is what I want to put on. What I want to replace that with. Well. I wanted to replace it with more than just being positive. I wanted to replace it with being an encourager. I wanted to replace it with being someone who inspires people. And so, all of my prayer, none of my prayer was about the negativity. All of my prayer and meditation was, and focus was about being someone who inspires people, being someone who 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 always brings solutions, being a person who sees. The opportunity where nobody sees opportunity. Being the person who truly from my heart seeks to do the very, very best for, for other people. So, so I want to bring you to the place to where you can with confidence make a resolution and you can see what you're putting on. You can see what you're becoming more than you are seeing and focusing on what you're trying to leave behind. Because as long as you focus on what you're trying to leave behind, that's what gets magnified in your heart. That gets, that's what gets magnified in your life experience. And the real truth is, is that's what gets magnified in your life experience. You can't escape from it because it's always there in your consciousness. It's always there in your, in your mindset and it becomes tormenting. So, so we're gonna focus on where we're, we're actually going. You know, uh, in the book of Genesis, and I'll never forget reading this. I read this probably the first year I was saved or maybe the second year I was saved. And I was reading about Abraham and his journey and uh, following God and making, you know, his journey of faith. And at one place, the Bible tells us that he pitched his tent toward Bethel and behind him was Ai. Now, the word AI means trash heap, and the word Bethel means house of God. And so, so uh, uh, and actually, the word Bethel could mean heart of God, because anytime you, any, the word house and the word heart are, are, are the same words in Hebrew. So, so uh, uh, you, you always understand many times when it makes a reference to someone's house, many times it is making a reference to the heart. So, but the principle here was, Abraham didn't have to stop moving or he didn't have to stop focusing on AI. He didn't have to try to keep from going to AI. Once he turned his face toward the heart of God, AI, the trash heap which represents the world, was to his back. None of his attention was on how to get away from AI. All of his attention was on the house of God, where He was going. The Apostle Paul said it like this. He said, you know, forgetting those things that lay behind me, you know, I look forward, I put my eyes on the prize that's out here in front of me. The Bible says of Jesus, it says says that Jesus endured the shame of the cross for the prize that was set before Him. Even when Jesus was on the cross, the way he endured the cross, which, let's keep in mind, the prize was the resurrection. The prize was him being seated at the right hand of God. So even when he was going through the most horrible thing that any human being that has ever lived, even when he was going through that, the the way he endured it was by keeping his eyes on the prize. People who are breaking off addictions, it doesn't matter if it's an addiction to cussing, it doesn't matter if it's an addiction to smoking, it doesn't matter if it's an addiction to drugs. If you ever take your eyes off of the prize and start thinking about what your body is saying to you and, 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 and you know, the withdrawals, if you ever take your eyes off the prize, you're gonna give in to the circumstances. And it's the same way with success. It's the same way with prosperity. Normally, we get so overwhelmed with the the circumstances that we are in that we let those circumstances dictate where we're going to focus our attention. We let those circumstances dictate how we're going to think and, and what we're going to think about. And the moment anything else starts dictating what we're going to think about, then it is dictating our emotions because emotions come instantly based on where you focus your attention. And the only way you can get rid of those kinds of emotions is to focus your attention fully on something else. So, so here's the deal, and this is gonna be your first step in making resolutions that's really work, that really work. <clears throat> Write down, and th- this is sort of an emotional character sketch. You know, I, I created, the, I started creating the emotional character sketch actually back in the uh, 80s, early, uh, 1981, 1982. And, and it, it, it evolved into something that has become so effective that the pe- counselors that use this just say, it's really the key piece that determines if these people are really going to get help. And that is, you have to have a target. What is it? that I'm choosing to happen. I'm going to take you through how to make choices that last and what you have to believe and understand in order to make choices that last. But right now, you've got to decide, what is it I'm choosing? And you want to describe what it is you're choosing. Don't worry about how you're going to get there. Don't even try to deal with that part of it. What am I choosing? I am choosing to be happy. I'm choosing to be positive. I'm choosing to be encouraged, whatever. I am choosing uh, 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 to... I am choosing to be successful at my work. I am choosing to be happy in my marriage. Whatever it is, and whatever you choose, it's got to be for you and for you alone. It's not choosing what anybody else is going to do, how anybody else is going to react to you. It's just about who you are, and and I want you to write that down as clearly as you can. This is what I'm choosing. Then I want you to write as much as you can about this is how. I will feel being that person because I want to help you not just make a choice, but I want to help you become the person who can live that choice. So this is your homework. Come back next week because we're going to pick this thing up, and man, we're, we're going to uh, we're going to run for it. I'm going to show you how to put this into practice. Uh, listen, let me encourage you to something. Right now we are reaching all over the world, expanding our outreach, our world outreach in 2019, just like we do every single year. And I'd like to invite you to consider becoming a world changer with us. A world changer is someone who financially shares and what it costs us to go out here and change the way the world sees God. If you'd like to become a world changer, either go to our website and click on the page for world changers or call our office at 256-536-9402. Talk to a world changer specialist and they'll help you. And I'll see you next week.